0: This is Nerd Hat.
1: This is Nerd Hat. This is Nerd Hat. Nerds.
0: Put on your nerd hats. Hey, my babies.
1: Okay. (laughs) Put on
0: your nerd hats.
2: Rev your engines. No. Pull up your pants. What?
0: (laughs) Why? It's it's time to get nerdy. (laughs) So, so weird.
2: (laughs) Oh, man. We're back to talk about another movie. And this is going to be, February is going to be the month of 1982. Uh, that sounds weird, but <laughs> we're going to cover two animated films that were both released in 1982. Uh, the first one we'll cover this week. Or, uh, it is Les Maître du Temps, or Time, Mas- Time Masters. Sorry, I'm not saying that right. Right.
1: We're going back in time.
0: Are you saying Time Masters? Time Masters.
2: Okay. Yeah. That's for some reason they translated it, they translated that way, but the French is les Matre du temps, which I think I'm actually saying that close to right. Although well, probably not. Um, and then we'll finish up February, our second episode in February will be the last unicorn, which was also released in nineteen. Nice. So for week one of February, we're going international. This is a <laughs> French sci-fi animated film. And then we're going domestic for the second episode of February for The Last Unicorn, which, uh, if memory serves me, is an American production. So we're looking for that to drop next week. And for this week, let's dive into Le Maitre du Temps. I like saying that. It's fun. Can you say it backwards? <laughs> No. There we go. <laughs> That's
0: right. Um,
2: time of the masters. I guess that would be. But le du temps
1: is the masters of time. So Richard, uh, do you know why the movie is called The Masters of Time? I did not
2: figure that out. Now I will preface up with saying that I forgot to finish the film and my rental ran out, so I did. I did not see the last fifteen minutes, uh, so I don't so you would know whether there's some kind of revelation but the first what hour of the film or so I was like why is this called Masters of Time? I have no idea
1: <laughs> okay at the appropriate time I will fill you all in on what happens in the end
2: alright well as as per our, our MO so far we gotta tell Laura about this film what it's about and, and whether she should watch it or not <laughs>
0: I'm, I mean, I am, um, I saw the cover art yeah. and let's just say I'm not completely turned off to it. However, the subtitle thing, man, I'm, I, I, I'm a slow reader and I will be pushing pause every couple of seconds throughout a movie, but yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of open-minded ish. Yeah
2: so for you to put that effort in it would have to be pretty amazing that's kind of true right i mean crouching tiger hidden dragon level um i don't see that
0: did who do you think you're married to yes of course i I saw. never heard you
2: talk about martial arts or i i like
0: i like um crouching tiger hidden dragon um i think it's uh it's okay it's all right i mean i I I don't think the plot was awesome
1: would you say well that's okay. Our listeners heard me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: I'll have to I, go back and listen to what
1: you said later. I was just picking. I said I like Kung Pao. Enter the Fist. Oh dear.
0: Ah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I'm not completely close to the idea of seeing this, but it has. Uh, yeah, I'm. Sorry, I sorry, am sorry, listeners. Prepared that- <laughs> to be disappointed. So anyway, here we go
1: prepared we shall be
0: all (laughs) right well
2: should will should we try to wing it on the synopsis for this or uh, should we actually read something
1: (laughs) what do you think uh i was about to ask you the same i have pulled up the wikipedia um i think that we can do a fairly good job uh retelling the plot without the wikipedia but to be honest this movie is kind of episodic in that it doesn't have one running narrative, but like several mini narratives within it. And, and it's that part that I might forget. Uh, and gloss over something.
2: Well, I think the, at least, and again, I did not see the whole thing, but the hour and 15 minutes or so that I saw of it, the, the one through line is there uh, that I saw. Okay. So.
1: is the, the child.
2: Us. So we, opening scene so we start off on the planet of perdid and we see uh, a craft racing along the i guess what kind of looks like a desert so it's racing along the desert uh, obviously trying to get away from something and we hear the driver of the craft basically calling for help so he's he's raising his friend trying to trying to get his friend on the i don't know Interstellar radio, I guess. Um, and I believe I'm trying to remember his, his wife
1: died.
2: Yeah, like so Andy died. These, there are these creatures which I did not see them. I don't know if you saw them at the end, but apparently there's these creatures I did see them. That um like you see them in a shadow. But you mostly just hear the effect. Like the initial part, it's it's a little bit reminiscent of Finding Nemo in the sense where like, like he's there with his family. He's, you don't see the attack, but you see him running from it with his son in this craft. His wife was killed okay. in the attack. Um, These creatures that live on the planet of Perdide, and he's trying to flee from them. And then in the attempts to flee, like he crashes and is, you, you get the impression like is mortally wounded. Uh, i think at least that's impression i got will i don't know if he felt the same but he's he's wounded or trapped enough that he he can't get out of the craft but he knows the creatures might be coming so yeah. he, he has his son jump out of the craft and tells him to flee into this forest where he he knows that he'll be safe if he stays in the forest
1: which he does not do so his dad starts shooting at him with a gun if you'd missed that part
0: what
2: oh yeah yeah he, he just stays there for a minute so his dad you know, is, of, he, is he trying to scare him? Yeah, he scares oh, okay. him a bit to get okay. him to get him to go to the forest. He's like, "Go now." Is that clear? I, I think so. Yeah that that seemed clear to me. You know, that that was his intent. I don't know about you. Will what,
1: what's not clear is whether or not Daddy shoots himself, uh, committing suicide at, uh, after that happens. Because I kind of feel like he does.
2: I don't know. Like the all you see like as the boy is. Walking towards the forest, you just see in the distance an explosion. So his craft explodes. We don't know for sure why. Like it it doesn't. It just shows it exploding in the distance. But it seemed obvious his intent was not. He wanted to get his boy to safety as quickly as possible. Yeah. Whether he, he, I'm assuming he felt he was mortally wounded and and couldn't make it with his son. Um, Either way, you know he's definitely dead. You know after the explosion, right? Right. But he, he manages to get the call out um, to his friend who, and I think his, his friend's name was Jafar,
1: if memory serves me. Yes. Oh, that's correct.
2: So, yeah. So you have Jafar, who is the pilot of a, of a spacecraft, and he eventually receives the message and they they have this little communication device so the boy has one it, it's shaped like an egg and it has a speaker a two-way speaker on it okay the trans transmitter of some type so it's able to transmit through space so he has one and the pair is on Jafar's ship so he says hey Jafar please talk to my son you know he's i told him to do whatever he gave it a name he called it mike like the mike he's like do whatever Ooh. the mike tells you to do um so
1: because apparently this boy is so young he does not understand microphones
2: apparently not he seemed like it was at least four or five so you think he would have understood enough to know that there's a person on the other side but apparently not yeah At least his father assumed he would not understand um but yeah eventually Jafar gets the message and then he starts communicating with the boy and like trying to make sure the boy stays safe from a Mm. distance but then that is kind of the one unless they departed from it in the final 15 minutes there, but that is kind of the one through line that I saw through is, you know, their journey to Perdid to try and rescue the boy. So they're trying to get to Perdid, but along the way they have some detours, I guess for lack of a better term, where that's where you have some yeah. of the, the little vignettes or the, the kind of almost like a little side episode.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, We're not in an awful hurry to save the boy. We, we, <laughs> have, we
2: have have some <laughs> I know. Well, I got the impression, and Kirk, you know, you, you can tell me what you thought, Will, but I got the impression that something to do with like like time, there was some timing. I don't know if it was like they needed to do a, a slingshot effect or something to do with a comet maybe interfering with space travel. They, they had to time it just right was the impression I got. So it was part of the reason why they maybe didn't seem to rush there. It was like they had to time it just right so that there was a certain right. piece. Um, well, they
1: did get. Uh, like they did get into the orbit of this comet, uh, and around the end of the film, they had to get out of the orbit of the comet. Um, and I don't know if you got that far or not. So you might be right. Yeah, they talked confused. about
2: that. They talked about the comet uh, early on, but I, I didn't actually see them get to it. But yeah, they they definitely talked about it. So are um, they
0: are they are they on a different planet? I didn't catch that part.
1: Several different planets.
0: Okay, several oh,
2: different planets. Well, when they first get the message, they're in space. Okay. Um. So like. Um. <clears throat> and you have Jafar. You get the impression they might be like maybe a. I don't know if they were mercenaries or just like ship for hire kind of thing. But they, they have one passenger initially, his name is Silbad, and he's he's a he's a prince of
1: some type. And no, that's get... Maton. Hmm. But no, that's Maton. Sil so, oh, Silbad's the old man.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's the old man. Okay. So prince... I do want to talk oh, about Matton. the old man. Okay.
1: I, I do want to talk about the old man at some point.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So the so the prince was there and what I gathered. I don't know if you gathered the same will as that he was he was running from some kind of conflict on his planet and there yeah. were people that were after him basically and he's trying to escape um I got the impression it's cuz he had done some bad bad things
1: um
0: This isn't sounding bad. No, like it's really not.
1: Well, the art is great. Um Is it?
0: Really? <laughs> Wait, wait, wait,
1: wait! I'm wait. being kind.
2: <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> wait, serious?
2: But be honest. Like, uh, what's what's your uh, opinion of the art? Like, um, because I feel like you have two different, like, you have the the background paintings, but then you have the animation itself. So, how do you feel about both aspects as an artist
1: yourself? Well, I thought it was very artistic. I, I I enjoyed the film artistically. As far as the narrative goes, I find this film to be boring yet pointless.
0: <laughs> why why is it boring?
1: um that's what how do you feel about this film richard you didn't see the whole thing you didn't so answer my question part.
0: will you didn't answer well, my question sure will
1: answer that question what um, do, you, do you think the it, it that it's boring because because it wasn't the, very action-packed
2: you think it's boring because of the plot structure or because of the pacing
1: little bit of both, bit of both. Uh, the pacing was definitely slow I think it's the pacing more than anything now I don't want to jump too far into the plot but there was an action packed segment on one planet that I really enjoyed uh, even though technically it is an allegory that offends me at the same time I enjoyed it uh, we'll get to that when we get to that but, but that was action packed I, I will say that
0: I have so many questions. <laughs> um can I ask my question? Yeah, yeah. What, what's your first question? Why were you offended by the allegory? Is that what you said? Allegory? Well,
1: oh. I don't want to jump into the plot too quickly.
0: Why don't you want to jump into
1: well, we <laughs> I guess we were
2: trying to, to go sequentially you. more or less? Okay. Like, yeah. Unless <laughs> you don't want us to spoil too
0: much. Oh, don't spoil <laughs> it. Oh man. No, please spoil it. Please.
2: Um. So getting back to so it was Maton, like yeah, the watched it more recently than it. So Prince Prince Maton, um, is like refugee slash um outlaw, maybe to a certain extent. But you get the impression that he's 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 got treasure with him that he apparently stole from his own planet, and he's got some people after him. And he's hired um Jafar's ship to transport him somewhere. And so you've got that priority of, of Prince Maton and like his his agenda to try and get get where he is trying to go. But then they get the distress call basically from Jafar's friend um about his son. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if they say his son's name.
1: Claude's son. Is that what we're talking about? Is it Claude? That's Peel.
2: P.L. So the PL. sun. That's right. The sun is P.L. Um, so yeah, P.L. A hey. little boy stranded on Perdide, yes, desert planet where giant killer hornets live. Uh, which did they call them hornets? I didn't get
1: to that part. Well, hmm. when you actually see them, they don't look like hornets, but we'll ah. get to that at the end.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So his father is Cloud. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I had forgotten that. So. So, yeah, and this this film is actually based on a um a French novel called um, the the orphan yeah. of the, or- the orphan of Perdide. So which is okay. PL obviously is PL is the orphan.
1: Um, I feel like that's a better title. They should have went with that for the animation.
2: Yeah, The Orphan of Perdide. Yeah, that that would have made more sense. Um, I didn't see any mastery of time uh, at least in again um in the part that I watched
1: (laughs) right I mean the Masters of Time actually is a better name the problem is is that there's no foreshadowing of the Time Masters Uh. Uh, they they do appear in the film and I'll explain that when we get there but uh, there's just no foreshadowing for them
0: I want to know now I (laughs) want to know now (laughs) I to... All
2: right. Should we but, jump uh, jump to the meat?
0: Please jump. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't
1: want well, to how avoid about the ending? How about but we the jump? Time Masters is a race of aliens that uses time control to um, make planets ready for uh, colonization. Ooh.
0: Okay. 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 Wait, okay. Why are you saying okay, Richard? Did you, I, I didn't, you
2: know didn't know that? Okay, okay, I, I didn't see the, that, end of
1: the film, so. there's absolutely no foreshadowing to it at all.
2: Yeah, there's no clue at all as to what a time master might be. Oh, like the first hour, hour and fifteen. That's the misleading. Film, there's like nothing, nothing indicating why the movie's called that. Nothing about time or time travel or or manipulation. Yeah, they should talked a, about any, it. any anything like that.
0: Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, well, maybe before we get to the end. Maybe we can talk about the the uh, the travel down the planet, like when Matam tries to escape. Yeah, lands on this planet and then gets basically gets abducted. Like Jafar chases them, and they both get abducted by these very interesting uh, angelic creatures. They're um, I don't know. There's probably a picture here and show. But yeah, do you want to jump in and, and talk about that? Since I, you, you found yeah. it uh, both intriguing and and uh what, what was the word you use? Repulsive. Offensive. Offensive. Offensive.
1: Well well, what I I love the uh artistic design of these angelic aliens. Um I actually think I'm gonna lift that and use it. <laughs> but um
0: oh, they have butts.
1: Yeah, you see their
2: butts. No, no generals. They're androgynous, but they, you know. uh, but they are they are ma- masculine. But you know, you don't know, see any penises. But um, but yeah, definitely the everything else, and they're they're faceless. It's just a just a white.
0: I okay. like
1: it. Like they're wearing a white mask. Yeah,
0: where are you serious? It makes it creepier. Are you serious, Will?
1: I, I like the design. Oh, okay, okay. But what these angels are is. Whenever somebody crashes on the planet, this uh this pure thought trapped in a lava lamp uh (laughs) it did look like a giant lava lamp controls these angelic beings to go out and capture uh, visitors to the planet and then turn them into more angels. For the purpose of making them happier and united in brotherhood, mm-hmm. and um, you know, no more war, just peace, et cetera, so forth, um, love. So, yeah. okay, the opposite of this would be pure thoughts of hatred and whatnot, which is what they use to battle the pure thought in the lava land uh, I find it to be a allegory of Christianity. Uh, or of God and the angels hmm. at least that's my theory um, so Matt Ton sacrifices himself by being thrown into the pure thought but he clings on to his thoughts of hatred and rage and, and just evil thoughts and it, this uh, causes the being a pure thought to be contaminated and destroyed or something like that Now, how do you feel about this, Richard? What are your thoughts?
2: Um, I didn't catch the pure thought part, like because at the end you see that he's being held by tentacles, so there is an actual physical being there, but it's it's manifesting some kind of like psychic or supernatural power over all the people that have crash landed there, and the unity that they that the angelic beings uh, talk about, like. The unity is at the cost of individuality like so everyone who comes there right. is turned into they they look identical
0: you can be super hot but you're not going to be unique
2: yeah you can be ugly like, like everybody ends up looking like the white angelic figure they all that are sounds identical. they're all racist. identical
0: sounds racist <laughs>
2: um so you have some humans or like human and then you have other like insectoid species like all that but once they get freed, like then, so some kind of, I don't know if it, I, they were transformed into these beings, but then when the the power of the, and it might have been some kind of psychic projection, but when the when the creature gets damaged or, or injured by a maton jumping into the lava lamp stream or whatever it was, um, yeah. the, the stream of pure thought or whatever, um, <clears throat> once he disrupts that Everyone's appearance goes back to their original. They go back to their original appearance. So you see, like, they got old fat men and like insectoid creatures with weird mandibles and like all kinds kinds of different, yeah, (laughs) all kinds of different people. But their their individualism had been erased. So I thought it was some kind of commentary on that. Of like, um, I don't know if it was like a nineteen eighty four type of thing. Was like, you know, you know, an authoritarian state. You try to erase individualism everyone must conform for the in this for the sake of quote-unquote unity oh
0: communism! I
2: mean, yeah. yeah like extreme communism almost um that's that's kind of more how i took it i i didn't other than the angelic appearance i didn't see any myself didn't see any nods toward christianity myself but but that was oh,
1: oh, okay well i guess i just thought it was because angelic beings and the uh mostly immaterial lava lamp god creature but you know that was just my thinking i guess
2: I mean, maybe i'm po- more
1: inclined to that
2: it's possible there was i mean obviously france is you know had plenty of christian influence over the centuries so it it wouldn't surprise me if there was something in there i mean and i even if it's just the angelic appearance like but it seemed more maybe more generally a, a commentary on okay Conformity and like, um, which you know that could have religious implications. Obviously, like you got to all conform to the doctrine, all, all be the same kind of thing. Yeah, um, that that's
1: what I thought it was.
2: It could could be, could be, and maybe it's flexible in that. But us not being French and and from the nineteen early, you know, being adults in the early nineteen eighties, we probably don't wouldn't understand. Of course, the book was written. I think in the 50s
1: right right
2: so it was probably now, a commentary on something specific to that time as well so 1958 probably. science fiction novel Le Orphelin de Perdide by Stefan Wool. Uh,
1: now we do see space Nazis uh did you see the space Nazis before you stopped watching I, I think
2: I think that they sounds were, fun. I think They had just been introduced, possibly, and, okay. and then and then I paused it. I forget why, and I forgot to go back and finish it. So, <laughs> so space Nazis, huh? Oh, wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yes, yes. I did yeah. see that portion. So,
0: what would come up if I Googled space Nazis? <laughs> wait, I want to do it, babe. Don't do Charles it for me. me. Don't no,
2: do it. I, I'm not. Okay. I'm, I'm, I was <laughs> looking through the, IMDb. the Empire.
1: Was a picture of them.
0: Space Nazis.
1: Don't you know that's what Star Wars is all about? Space Nazis? Oh, that makes <laughs> sense.
0: Space Nazis. Not,
2: not. Oh yeah, that's true. They are.
0: Oh. Yeah, that's what that's the first thing that came up. Is it really? The Star Wars thing, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely. So I
0: oh, am mm-hmm. ha- what?
1: Hello Vader.
0: I am having a hard time staying with this plot.
1: I did too. <laughs> oh, okay.
0: Because I'm like, am I just all right. Okay.
1: Okay. We didn't even tell you about the little the little baby aliens that can read your thoughts. Oh, <laughs> please
0: thought. do. Oh, they're like cute.
1: Oh, <laughs> why they are, are they cute. pink and I yellow? I don't know. Eula and dads are names. Eula and Jad is the two that stay on board. What are they called? Eula and Jed are the Eula. names of the two that still in our spacecraft.
0: They're really cute. What Eula? Why don't so they Eula have faces?
1: I don't know, but I love them. So they're they're
2: born. Wait,
0: wait. you love them? Will? <laughs> they're, they're really.
2: Yeah, they're they actually were probably the most pleasant characters. Yeah. In the in the, in the movie, like because they're they're always talking to each other. They're pretty much just talking to each other. Mm. And then they're talking about. How they can hear? They particularly get overwhelmed by like evil or hateful thoughts, like oppressive thoughts. Like they're hearing the thoughts. Me too, of, little
0: guys. Me too. Uh,
2: but they're telepathic, so they're like uh-huh. feeling the thoughts. Um, so they can they can see like they they're not a big fan of Matan. You know, he's got what do they call it, like dirty thoughts or not dirty thoughts. Yeah. Whatever, where they use just basically, it's like. It's icky. We don't like it. We don't like his thoughts. <laughs> so, like, got they get a headache at
0: one point. Oh, like after yeah. they
2: after they rescue all the, um the uh, men who were angels and then were released from their you know imprisonment or whatever. Yeah. Um. And then they're all. They just they had a big party. Oh, I know what it was. They they got released, you know, and they're there on on Jafar's ship, and they have this big party. And so everyone has hangovers. So like one of the little either you or Jed I don't know which don't know which but like was like I'm feeling the hangovers of 82 men or
0: something.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, and if you're wondering uh, what happened to those men, they took over the Nazi spaceship, so they had a new place to live.
2: <laughs> yeah. So the space Nazis were ch- were chasing Maton, and they wanted his treasure, the treasure that he stole more than they wanted him. They were probably yeah. gonna kill kill him probably. Um, but he's already dead by the time they catch up with Jafar's ship. Um,
0: so sorry, where's the boy?
2: He, he oh, pretty, much, uh, pretty much stays in the forest the whole time, doesn't he?
0: The whole yeah, he time. he stays
1: in the forest the whole time.
2: Well,
0: that is uh, misleading. I thought this story was about him.
1: No, it's not. You're kidding. <laughs> it's lot, I
2: mean, not it not does. <laughs> we spend a lot. Of, we spend a lot of time with him, so that's a picture of the forest from the
1: outside.
0: Oh, looks like a no, large intestine.
1: He he's the uh, oh, he's nice. the what's the word I'm looking for? He he's the motivation for the this crew of people to travel together, and that's about it.
0: He's you'll have to repeat that. Hold on, what?
1: The boy is the motivation for Jafar and Silbad and these other characters to get together and to travel together and have these adventures, but he's not really the main focus. Learn. He's just a carrot on the string, the boy. Okay. That's okay. As a matter of fact, do you want me to spoil the ending?
0: No, don't do it, Will. No.
1: Go ahead. <laughs> well, what do you think, Richard? Should I spoil the ending for you?
2: Uh, I'm, I'm probably, I'll probably never rent this again. So go ahead. I hmm. want to know what happens.
1: They never rescue the boy. They never oh, really? Get to the planet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness.
0: It doesn't happen. <laughs> Does he just oh die? Gosh!
1: He gets attacked by the hornets, and his uh, hair gets pulled out, and he he starts bleeding from his scalp. Oh, fun!
0: This isn't good. This is bad.
1: But but there's Horrible. a twist ending. There's a twist ending that I'm not going to spoil, though. Oh yeah oh, Darn you
0: little stinker!
1: Let's go back and talk about Silbad, the old man.
2: Oh yeah, the old man. Yeah, he's fun. I like him.
1: Yeah, I like him too. I like his character, Richard, why, why don't you explain to Laura the Silbad?
2: So Silbad is a is a friend of Jafar's. Who um, it, it almost seemed like he had his own, had a planet to himself. Almost like it's like he was the only human living on this planet. I mean, he lives on this island, on a planet where these these little telepathic creatures are born. I forget how often he said, but it was like maybe every once every few years or something like that. So yeah. Very rare. They're they're born out of these like floating space flowers.
0: Oh <laughs> Those
2: little little flower buds and they come down and they like land on a on a lake. You like, had me at space like flower. Floating space flowers, like they, they float down and they land on a lake, kind of like a lily pad flower or something. And then out of the flowers, actually it might've just been flower singular. Uh, like a bunch of these things come out, and then the last two are, are stuck in there, and the flower's about to close back up, and Silbad comes and rescues them, and those are the two that decide to stay with the main characters for the rest of the film, and they end up helping them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but Silbad, I, I I wasn't sure if he used to like work with Jafar or just that they were did business together, they're friends, obviously, but he's living there on his own, uh, in this like castle on an island basically yeah like by him so he's pretty wealthy you get the impression but he's retired to this planet <laughs> and um but for some reason jafar comes to him and asks for his help and, and I, I didn't exactly grasp why he needed his help
1: he he used to live on perdid perdid okay so he knows so that's right he, so he has knows information to help uh peel stay alive he, he knows the fauna and whatnot of Perdide. So he can he can uh help give Peel information to keep him safe. I think it's PL, isn't it? PL PL Yeah, you're right. Uh, also, <laughs> a little, what, little orange peel. Rich, Richard, what is underneath Stillbad's hat?
2: Oh yeah, so he um he has like a metal plate on his head because apparently the hornets like to attack your head and then eat your brains. Uh, but like, I guess they didn't, he got away before they could get his brains, but they did get it part of his scalp. Yeah. So he has this, and I'm assuming part of his bone as well, because so he's got a metal plate up there. He's like, tung, tung. Oh, and that's like, exciting. This is what I got. When I lived on That's why I don't live there anymore. <laughs> or something like that.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, are we ready to jump to the Time Masters? Let's see.
2: Yeah, I think we, we covered pretty much everything else so far plot-wise. So, yeah, that, that sounds good. So, the last 15 minutes or so of the film, if you want to cover that.
1: So, as the um, our, our intrepid crew, whatever intrepid means, uh, is in the orbit of the Meteor... Um, or the asteroid, or whatever, and they get out of orbit. Uh, they accidentally enter some sort of strange w- field of radiation, which crashes their ship and m- makes them all go unconscious. When they wake up, they're in a floating, uh, gigantic space station, uh, and they're in the hospital area of the space station. Silbat is dying. Mm. The, uh, the the it was too much for him. He's passing away. uh they notice that the planet per did has disappeared and they talk about it. the uh well it, well, it hasn't completely disappeared. it's changed. Hmm. Uh, the time masters, what happened is the radiation field they entered that crashed their ship was the time masters they sent the plant for did sixty years back into the past huh. uh, in order to um get it ready for colonization so they, it's like they do terraforming
2: as well i
1: I guess it's not really explained uh too much the important part is that they sent the planet sixty years back into the time hmm. and this doesn't affect anyone living on the planet the people on the living on the planet would not have known that they were sent back in time right it would have been just another you know day um so meanwhile on the planet uh now 60 years into the past another spaceship uh suddenly crashes into the planet um and, and he's complaining to his computer, where did this planet come from? It just jumped out in front of us. That's because the planet just time warped into the past. Um, I, I have questions, by the way, that I don't understand. Like, wouldn't there be two planets at this point in the same rot- gravitational rotation around their sun? Yeah, because obviously it, it
2: didn't come in and just pop into existence 60 years prior, right? Yeah. <laughs> it would have been there a long time.
1: So, so anyway, this spaceship ends up saving P- P.L. Uh, from the Hornets. Um, now we skip sixty years into the future, and we're at Silbad's uh, room in the hospital. The Silbad starts saying, "Mike, Mike, Mike," and then our two mind readers. Um, Jad and what was his name? Eula. Eula. They they tell the rest of the crew to be quiet because now the now that Silbad has been jarred and is at the end of his life, it, it is now time for the secrets of his past to be revealed. He is PL. Ah, uh, the old guy. Years. Yes, P.L. was with them the entire time. He just forgot. He he he, he had memory loss oh. because of the Hornet attack. Ah, oh, okay, okay. So he dies um,
2: from the radiation exposure, I guess. Or
1: yeah, and so they they go and have an outer space funeral like Spock. Uh, in the Star Trek movies, and they jet- jettison his coffin out into space.
0: Wait, like that and guy it- in um, Guardians Galaxy? Yeah, oh yeah,
2: the, yeah. Uh, the the blue man. The blue man. <laughs> yes. Can't think of the character's name right now, but
0: yeah. So fond- fond- was it Fondue? <laughs> Something like that though. Yondu. Yondu. Y- yeah. Yondu. Okay, so close. Yondu. Me, Yondu. I was so close. Yando. yandu so that
1: that Yondu. was the twist ending Yondu. i like that i like that a
2: lot that's a really cool ending actually uh, the twisting i like the twist because
1: yeah I, I didn't pick up
2: on it it didn't but now looking back it's like oh uh.
1: yeah there was some foreshadowing to that but not the time masters no
2: oh yeah they just pop in
1: yeah, they just popped in out of nowhere
0: surprise. I'm,
2: I'm assuming there was more in the novel itself probably more buildup yeah but yeah but maybe for I the sake of them. for the sake of time or maybe there's some stuff on the cutting room floor so to speak that that would have connected it in I don't know it can be hard sometimes yeah. to adapt a, a book you know that can be really especially the longer the longer the book the tougher it is to condense it Tim, but I don't know have if you that, read the Hobbit <laughs> yeah, yeah, <you know, laughs> they, they did That's the opposite.
0: The you seen you seen that movie?
2: Battle of the Five Armies. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That was definitely a new line cinema cash grab.
1: <laughs> like, I don't not, remember this from the book.
2: <laughs> yeah, like two movies at most. Like it did not need to be a trilogy. It wasn't long enough to be a trilogy. Um, I did like some of the things they put in, like the white the white council it was really cool to see that. Anyway. That's an aside. Let's yeah. do that. Yeah. No, I'm just oh, kidding. yeah. In the three Hobbit movies.
0: No, actually, no. No. Take it back. I take it back. Take it
2: back. No. <laughs> no. The desolation of Smaug.
1: Smaug was pretty awesome, but then so was Benedict Cumberbatch. So. Uh, how would you rate this movie? How many nerd hats would you give? Ah,
2: okay. Uh, hmm. Let me think. So like try and think of the different categories of so like the voice acting to like acting would be one of the nerd hats. So I thought the acting was solid. So I would give that a full nerd hat so that's one. Right. Um the plot was pretty decent. I I I don't know if I give it a full nerd hat, but um like, especially with that ending, I was like, the, you know, with the, with the exception of obviously no foreshadowing at the Time Masters, was that kind of sucks. But, you know, the plot was decent. Um, I think I'd give that maybe a... So that'd be like maybe a 0. 0.75. So let me think through. The animation itself was... It was inconsistent. Like, the coloring in oh. particular, I noticed, was inconsistent, especially when they were on the, the spaceship like the Jafar's spaceship, you know, so some of the characters would, when they would try to do like different lighting, like just the character, their skin would suddenly turn green, hmm. you know, like to try and indicate I green lighting, bad. but it just wasn't done. Or when they were coming up the elevator, they would turn gold and then it came out of it. They would suddenly pop, pop back to normal color. Like, so the coloring was overly simplistic and and, and inconsistent at times. Like, um, was,
0: what so yeah, was the sound quality like it was
2: pretty good i think yeah yeah i was trying to remember the music I, I don't remember a whole lot it didn't make much of an impression on me the music um i don't know if that's a good or a bad thing but yeah I, I think i'd give it I'd give it at least three it's oh, I would say above average, you know, it, it has some ambition as a sci-fi animated film, which has not a lot of those out there, honestly. Um, so I'll give it at least three. Yeah. I think I'm going to, I'm like for different reasons, I'm going to, I'm going to give 3.25. So I'm going to put it up there with Aquaman, but for different reasons, like, okay. like the, the dialogue, was actually better than Aquaman's dialogue. <laughs> um, yes, and the true. acting, I would actually argue the acting was probably better, like the the actual voice acting um, the, than Aquaman as well. Uh, the visual effects, Aquaman would definitely, I mean, it's different time periods, obviously. I'm just thinking of things we covered this season. Yeah, say 3.25. Yeah, like above average, but you know, not great definitely not a great film but but yeah um i enjoyed it enough I, you know
1: but not yeah. enough to run it twice
2: not enough to pay $4 twice i don't think now had you not tell me how it ended i might have been tempted just to to find out since you teased me with the <laughs> twist ending
1: So, um, I would give it a 2.5 personally.
0: That's what I was thinking. Uh, I didn't even see it.
1: But that's mostly because the pacing was just really slow. It bored my wife and she just stopped watching it. And um, I stuck with it of course. Um, I do think the twist ending is good uh i'm somewhat disappointed they didn't get to the planet to rescue pl uh pl but i understand why that happened i understand that from the twist ending that needed to occur
2: yeah and i like that actually now the more i think about it like I like that it didn't just re- a nice and tidy resolution. It was more. Inter- it sounds more interesting to me. Yeah, and I and I'm I'm not necessarily averse to slow paced sci fi films. Like if it's executed well, yeah, like you're really not. Like there's some. Yeah, I have to be in the mood for it to a certain extent. But there's there's some movies that do a good job of of letting letting it breathe, as you might say. Um, but yeah, there does need to be some purpose to it, which there wasn't always. You know it didn't always feel like an intentional choice of like oh we're gonna slow it down so that people kind of live with the characters for a minute you know but yeah but i'm not as averse to to slower sci-fi films if if there's some some purpose some thought behind it um which there seemed to be to a certain extent with this and then obviously with it being based on a novel there's some some solid content behind it um have not read the novel i, I can't say that but um generally speaking when something has a novel behind it there you know there's usually a good good foundation for the for the film um yeah maybe i'm being a little generous in giving it a 3.25 but um so i might roll that back a little bit but i would give it at least a three because yeah it's, i would say above average uh in part because of its ambition and um and in part because there's just not a lot of sci-fi animated films out there. So I like I liked seeing one. And I liked seeing a French film, um, which I haven't seen a lot of French movies. We oui, oui. um so that that was kind of cool. Yeah. So 2.5 from Will. Um, I'll stick with three. No, three from me. Right. Um
0: I feel like that's too generous.
2: Although now that I think about it, I am trying to think which which I would be more likely to re-watch this or Aquaman. And, I might actually be more likely to rewatch this, so I don't know. Both
1: make you think.
2: Yeah, it's 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 contemplative, um, whereas Aquaman is, is somewhat somewhat mindless. A- you know, it's action, action, action. You know, which which is not okay. It's an enjoyable time. The special effects were great. You know, and all that. But, but yeah, I, I'm was not, entertained. not eager to rewatch Aquaman anytime soon. Like, no, yeah. yeah. Fun but forgettable, I guess, is kind of how I would put Aquaman. In yeah, comparison to this, whereas this at least gives you a few things to chew on. Aquaman, Aquaman tried to, but didn't really accomplish it.
1: You know what I miss, Richard? Since we're talking about Aquaman, we're talking about the DCU just for a second. Uh, you, and, and, and this also applies to the Marvel, MCU. You know what I miss? Movies. That are just good. Movies for the sake of <laughs> let's make this one movie and let's make this a really good movie that you're going to want to see over and over again. Instead, in the DCU and the MCU, we just have uh movies that were made to bridge the gap. Mm. Mm. Uh, this movie exists because we need to get to this movie. Mm. This movie exists because we want to sell tickets.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: you know what i'm saying
2: yeah yeah there were a few like that in the mcu um and maybe that had more to do with execution than ambition perhaps but yeah because um, yeah the execution wasn't always there um i know most people were not a big fan of thor the dark world Yeah, that that one gets ragged on quite a bit um i thought it was okay but yeah after having seen Ragnarok a couple times, I'm like, yeah, Ragnarok definitely was better. No, yeah,
1: no, that was a good movie, Ragnarok.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: but I think so the that's best of I'm the. Is,
2: Sorry, you I, I...
1: I want there to be a vision. I want a movie to exist on its own merit, mm, and yeah. to say this is a good movie. I would watch over and over again. Mm. I don't want to see a movie that clearly was only made to bridge a narrative gap between this movie and this movie. Yeah, and but the movie is not something you would watch again. Hmm. I, I don't know. I know what I'm trying I to hear, say. I hear what you're talking.
2: saying. Yeah, yeah.
1: Or just like, oh, we're just gonna make this movie with special effects so people can watch popcorn and buy tickets, and then, but it's completely forgettable.
2: Oh, like Transformers. Like B- all,
0: all the Transformers movie. Boo. <laughs> B- <laughs> B- <laughs> Yeah, and they made a buttload of money. Bill. Like that
2: thing made like probably the the entire series combined probably made around two billion dollars like worldwide. Lame. like a, Which is still not as much as one Avatar movie. So if that's saying, you know, James Cameron, granted well, I, he takes I like ten years to make. The the thing.
1: Huh. Well, that's the thing. I would actually re- rewatch Avatar. Oh hell yeah, I would. Yeah, and I have. S-
0: so, Laura, what do you think about this movie? Would you see it? Well, yeah, thank you for I really asking. <laughs> Sorry, we, we,
2: we kind of got caught up in our MCU did talk you? Here.
0: Okay. So, yeah, did
2: did we? <laughs> did we? I don't know if we were trying well, to. We convince talked you.
0: about four thousand other movies, so I don't okay, even know. Over. I think what I would do is if it was an audiobook, <laughs> I would listen to it. Visually, I don't think I could stomach the animation. Mm-hmm. And it sound it it looks like the sound quality of the movie is bad. That's why I asked about it. Like it's it sounds loud and gross. The
2: voice, the voice acting was good. Not was, the voice acting, but yeah. like the
0: action parts sound mm-hmm. look like they sound bad. Anyway, so if it was an audiobook, I would listen to it.
1: That makes sense. That probably exists. Huh? That probably exists.
0: Yeah. Like not in, in French. French. No, I don't
2: know. I, <laughs> I don't know how popular that novel was. I'd never heard of it before. I I'd never heard of this movie. I just went looking for a 1982 animated films, and this is one that popped up, and it seemed in, in, interesting. Uh, anyway, um, I think we should probably finish up here. We're coming up on an hour. Um, so yeah, Le Metro de So I'd say it's worth one watch you know especially if you you're in a nostalgic mood you want to see a 1980s movie and and if you want to jump into french cinema a little bit and if obviously if you're a sci-fi fan as well so if you like animation and you like sci-fi i think this is worth a watch maybe not two but but one i'd say so that's my that's my takeaway how about you will what's your final thoughts
1: Well, it's definitely uh, got some interesting science fiction things going on with it. Um, I said earlier, I joked saying the movie was boring but pointless. Uh, Don't let that stop you from watching it. It is a good experience. Um, I just thought the pacing was kind of slow. As far as it being pointless, I just mean that they didn't actually rescue the boy. But uh, the twist ending is great. Uh, unfortunately, if, you were, if you're if you listening to this, we've already ruined it for you.
2: Yeah, sorry about that. Spoilers. It's been out for 41 years.
1: Yes. Which, I, again, I'd never heard of it. but hmm. Which you'd only have heard of it if you were French, I guess.
2: Possibly. Yeah, I don't know.
1: But uh, yeah, yeah, it's not a bad film. It's better than Aquaman 2. Uh which isn't saying much. i was yeah, just I gonna say that, say that.
2: that. <laughs> you, you rated it lower than you rated Aquaman 2.
1: Well, I enjoyed Aquaman 2 better because it kept me uh, entertained.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, action, uh, special effects, and yeah.
1: But this movie makes me think, but is a little slow in the pacing. Uh would I watch this movie again? Maybe. Maybe. Would I pay another $4 <laughs> to watch it again? No. I'd watch it again if it were free. There
2: you go. It pops up on free, free V or 2 b at some point.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but if you haven't seen the movie, it's only $4. That's not a lot. It's 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 cheaper than Starbucks. Go, go yeah. watch the film.
2: Yeah, we rented it on Amazon Prime Video. Um, I don't know if it's available anywhere else, but, um, but it
1: was on Amazon Prime in HD. So, as a matter of fact, if an English version of the novel exists, I would read the novel. Oh, probably does. Although, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, am I going to read the novel? No, because I'm extremely busy. <laughs> but I'm just saying I would. Yeah, yeah if you I would, had, the if I
2: had the opportunity, hypothetically.
1: Yeah, hypothetically, I would, and that's the impression this film has had on me.
2: Yeah, I, I, I would say that too. Like, intrigue me enough that, that. Yeah, and I, I need to read more sci-fi to be honest. So I, I wouldn't mind diving into that. The, one question would be how well it translates to modern American. Like, is it? Yeah, like, or is it? Because some sci-fi, you know what I mean, is like very specific to its time period. True, uh, but this this seems universal enough. I feel like it would grab me. Anyway, I think that's that's all for this episode. So. uh in two weeks time so that'll be, be February 21st will be our next episode uh, we'll drop it. and that will be on the 1982 film The Last Unicorn also animated and I'm actually looking forward to that I've heard good things about this film me too uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it for the first time actually and uh, reviewing it
1: so, I look forward, look forward to it
2: all right special thanks to to laura who was not feeling great but but stuck it out and uh and joined us tonight anyway so thank you
0: you're welcome i'm trying (laughs) Uh, (laughs) all
2: right nerds until next time saranara live long and prosper
0: do you like
2: paper (laughs) what Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. So, the social medias. You can follow us there on Instagram. We are at Nerdatpod. Pretty straightforward, right? Follow us there. You can slide into our DMs, as they say. Let us know what you think of any episode. Honestly, in our history, you can ask us questions, comments, give your two cents. Also, if you click on our link tree there, you can find your way to our Podcasters for our Spotify profile where you can drop a voice message. And honestly, any episode is fair game. If you're making your way through our back catalog and you found one that you want to tell us something about, like, hey, I didn't like what you said about that, or, hey, I agree with you, or, hey, here's my take on that film or that movie or that, by the way, those are two different things, films and movies we'll talk about that later anyway films movies tv shows comic books you name it anywhere anywhere in the history of our podcast if you want to say something about an episode drop us a voice message, and we will include it in next week's episode unless you're just extremely vulgar or hateful you know which you're our fan so we don't expect you to be that but otherwise we'll include it we will we really will so drop us one there Uh, We are on Facebook. I have yet, this is my fault, I have yet to change over the name. We are still The Irreverent Nerds, apologies. We will eventually be Nerd Hat on Facebook as well, but you can still follow us there Um, under that moniker. We have a new name on YouTube, Nerd Hat Entertainment. All the old videos are still there. You know, you have the uploads from Instagram reels. Uh, We also have old video episodes that we recorded. They're there to watch on YouTube. Uh, A number of them are also available on Spotify because Spotify does allow video episode uploads, which is pretty cool. But if you prefer to watch them on YouTube, you can find them there as well. So nerds connect with us between now and our next episode, which as we said, We will be talking about The Last Unicorn. That's dropping on February 21st. So don't miss it. Until next time, live long and prosper.